two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Here with another episode, another sermon. Uh, AFC North, what does it do, baby? <laughs> man, this is uh, another interesting division, man. We got so much hype, so much turnover on all these rosters, man. This is going to be an interesting division right here, man. So I'm excited about this one. So AFC North, what it do, baby? <laughs> what does it do? What does it do? Uh, we're going to start quickly, man. Let's go start with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the ten to six last season Defending got into champs. it. Got into it on the last, the really the last uh, game of the season. Uh, I, I think what the, didn't some, somebody had to beat the Ravens to Pittsburgh get in. I think it was the Bengals. I think or Browns had to, had to beat them to get in. But nonetheless, they did get in. Uh, this is where we saw Lamar Jackson finally get get to come in and Mr. Joe Flacco out the door. And you know, they last time we seen the Ravens on the field though. <laughs> they was getting that. They were getting that butt molly whopped by the Chargers uh, in the playoffs. Uh, the thing about the Chargers last year versus the Ravens that was that was the only team that got to see Lamar Jackson twice, um, and then they figured it out how to stop him. So now everybody got tape on Lamar Jackson. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, do you believe that the Ravens are a pullback candidate? Oh, for sure. Um... I feel bad for my guy, um, John Harbaugh, the head coach, man, because I feel like he's kind of stuck in a – I won't say a bad situation, but he's kind of stuck in a situation where he really can't show how elite of a coach he is because he had so many years of stout defenses, good ownership, and solid but not great offenses. And now you're going with Lamar as a QB. I think that offensive style of, you know, the Mariotas, the Lamars, the Kaepernick's, I don't think that's a sustainable winning QB. So nope. I, I don't like that move. Running back, they brought in Mark Ingram, who I think, even though he had a great college career, I think he's more of a committed running back than a lead running back and receiver. Oh, man. Man. I, <laughs> outside of draft in Hollywood, man, Seth Roberts, he was okay in Oakland. Willie Sneed. Good year for Drew Brees, but he, you know, he hasn't been the same since leaving New Orleans. They drafted what two or three tight ends: Andrews, Hurst, and I think they have Nick Boyle. Yeah, so, Nick Boyle. 
Max so, Williams, they got a lot of tight ends over there. Well, I think Max Williams left to the Cardinals. So, but, so you yeah. have so many tight ends, and I'm guessing you, you, you're going to use them to block and not catch the ball. So I'm not sure what they're going to do offensively. I don't think Harbaugh's in the best situation offensively. And then defensively, man, in the last few years, they've lost Ray, Suggs, Nada, Ed Reed. So, like, all your defensive anchors are gone. So, now you just have – I won't say they, they, they just have, like, these guys are terrible guys, but they have Earl Thomas coming off injury. I like Brandon Carr. I like Jimmy Smith. I like their secondary for sure, but it's just everything else is kind of like – they don't. They don't have that stalwart we're used to seeing, like Ray or Sug, somebody like that. Yeah, and that I, I do think this is the best uh, secondary in football. Oh yeah, uh, Marlon Humphreys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, got, you, you can't give my Marlon Humphreys. I like him as well. Um, I think he's. I think Marlon Humphreys about to take off, and he, he might. He might have. He could have a you know a lockdown year where you know he's in. The, he's in the conversation. Um, but yeah, the, the offense, man, just. Maybe maybe that's why they got Justin, Justice Hill out of Oklahoma State, I believe. Uh, maybe he's the you know maybe he's the uh, guy that's the committed part you're talking about with uh, with with uh, Mark Ingram. Now you know with Jimmy Smith back, you got like Brandon Carr, Marlon Humphreys, Aaron Thomas, and uh, Tony Jefferson. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's no wonder why this why the pass defense was ranked where they were, and that was <laughs> you know number number one in yards allowed. Five passing defense, three rushing defense. I mean, this defense is just is. I mean, they they have no weakness. You would think. Um, and adding Earl Thomas there, you might lose Terrell Suggs as, as a as a you know as a captain or, or guy who culture guy from from way back when. But having Earl Thomas, I mean, that can make up for a lot if, especially if he, if he's back to I would say, uh, you know, back to his 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 former self in Seattle. Um, now I will say now. They do have some guys up front. Why you know they lose? They might lose Nada, but you talk about Brandon Williams and Michael Pierce, man. Those two massive human beings up front is scary. You talking about two guys that are both three forty <laughs> at the middle? It's it's, it's, it's kind of it's hard. It's scary. You know, it's, <laughs> it's scary to see why you know why what the worst defense was where they at and having the best secondary and having these two guys up the front with CJ Mosley in the middle. That would made this team so. So so you know so hard to to beat against, but you you when you remove a a, a top linebacker like that, and you don't replace and you lost to Russell Suggs, another linebacker, you know it's kind of, that's that's where you get to where who are these guys going to be because now you're replacing with guys that you know are are kind of like I want to say throw into a role, but you know you hope that they're you you you, you hope that they're they're the next guy. They got Tim Williams from Alabama. They got a, a couple other guys that uh, I can't think of nobody else. Uh, I think Tyus Bowers over there still, a Bowser. Uh, but you, I mean, that middle of the field is what's what they're going to miss the most. Um, having the best secondary and having those two guys up front, but nobody in the middle. That's that's where the, the Ravens defense could take a step back. But I, I still think they're going to be uh, very, 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 very crucial on that side of the ball. And the offensive ranks. I mean, you would you would think that they would be so bad. Uh, Outside, I mean, passing. I mean, that's they was ranked thirteenth in the league. Uh, not thirteenth. I'm sorry, twenty uh, third. That's actually that's pretty bad. I'm, I'm looking at points points per game. Twenty third, twenty third in the passing. So you know Lamar, you know Lamar Jackson doesn't have the weapons, and it's kind of, it's it's kind it's kind of. I, don't, I mean, when you think about it, the the running backs last season. What was wrong with Gus Edwards, aka Gus Bus? 
you know, Alex Collins and all them guys where you could say, you know what, our first, our first few picks need to be get a receiver. I mean, they could have got DK and Hollywood Brown or, you know, this, this is a team that, that did try to try the, the Frazier route last year with Crabtree, John Brown, even try to get Des Bryant. But none of those three guys are there. I mean, you're, you're relying on Willie Sneed and, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't, I just don't understand why they didn't get the weapons. I mean, Mark, I think Mark Andrews can have a good year. I think, I think Hayden Hurst, if healthy, could have a good year. But I don't want to have to rely on the Chris Moores and the 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 the, the Willie Sneeds of the world to to make plays when you could have, you know, maybe a Golden Tate. And I, I know he's suspended now, but I mean, he was a free agent. Uh, was it, who else was free? Uh, Deshaun Jackson went for what? I mean, he went for a little pick. I mean, you could have got Deshaun Jackson. That's better than, I mean, that's better than Chris Moore, the Julio Sky, somebody yeah, like that. It's, I mean, been, it's better than what you have, pretty much. Right. So, yeah. So they're they're a young receiving core, but I don't really, outside of uh, Hollywood Brown, I don't see the potential of, of the receivers. So it's going to be another year where you know we going like like you said about the Mariolas and the in the in the Kaepernicks, you know, RG threes, guys like that. Like they just don't and, last yeah. long. But at least Kaepernick had Anquan Bolden, uh, Prime Crabtree, Mariota receiving core. Now is is ridiculous. I, I if, if he he's we know he's sorry, so he's not going to even use that weapon uh, weapon core like that. But Lamar Jackson doesn't have it, and he's going to run crazy like he did last year, which he's probably going to get seven hundred yards rushing at least. Um, you got to think Mark Ingram, if, if healthy, can can reach into his old bag and bring, he'd be a twelve hundred yard rusher. Justin Hill going to be probably a four or five hundred yard rusher. They just going to run down your throat until you stop it. I mean, and that's if that's the case, then I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. But when it comes to the playoffs, when you need to start airing out, that's where you're going to lose. That's where the Chargers did what they did, and they was able to stack the box and put a bunch of safeties on the field. Now, now what? Now what you're going to do? We got speed to match your speed, and now you can't. Your receivers can't get open. So that that's going to be their problem when it comes all said and done, and that's going to be the downfall of the, of the Ravens. Yeah, I'm wondering what this old coordinator Greg Roman is going to do because he doesn't have much experience as an old coordinator. Um, he spent three years with the 49ers from 2011 to 2014 as their old coordinator. With Kaepernick. It's going to be the same thing. <laughs> and then from 2015, he, he spent a year with the Buffalo Bills as their old coordinator. And ever since then, he's just been, uh, he's been with Baltimore uh, since 2017 as the tight ends coach, you know, assistant head coach, things like that. Now he's promoted to old coordinator. So, I'm wondering what Ravens are going to do this year offensively. Um, Ozzie Newsom, the GM, retired. So there's a lot of things on the, the Ravens. You know, just their, their core on offense, man. I don't know what it's going to look like. And defensively, you lost your stalwarts. Suggs mostly. Eric Weddle, he was getting older, but he was still solid, man. So I'm not sure what Baltimore does this year. I pulled back. I have them. They went ten and six. I have them at six and ten. Ooh, so you got and, them going and, 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 and that's, that's, that's because their defense is just so good. But I have them at six and ten. If they get to eight and eight, that's a win for me. Mm, I don't think. Now I think they're a pullback team, and that's just you know that's just because it's hard to repeat a defensive performance like that. Um, I do think the offense can take a step higher because although Alex Collins and Gus Bus are not. Mark Ingram, I think Mark Ingram gives another attitude that that they didn't have, and he's going to get the he, he's going to he, he's going to score a touchdown. Uh, I think maybe Lamar Jackson with another year on his belt can throw a little bit better. Uh, I don't think they fall off like that. I'm I, I'm still in the range that they can still make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they win the division. 
Um, but I think they can still make the playoffs. You get you talking about their schedule, and it's kind of, it's not like they have a hard. They don't really have any hard stretches. They have like two games here that's hard, but then they get a and and like a, a relief that's maybe a Bengals throwing in it, and they get a they, they get another team throwing in there who they who they can beat. So it's kind of it's kind of like they. I th- I think good teams can beat. If you're a good team, you can beat other good teams. You might not beat them all, but if you can go 500, maybe maybe slight one game less, you know, and you beat the and win the games you're supposed to win. I think the Ravens can still find themselves winning nine, eight, eight to nine games um, this season. So we're we're probably gonna be a little different as far as as far as the Ravens. I I, I, I believe in the Ravens. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson though. Um, I don't I don't believe in that. I think I think Lamar Jackson can help them win. Um, but same thing as Tennessee, same thing as the 49ers back when they had Kaepernick. Um, their team is going to – they're going to win despite of them. And uh, you, you think they're all the same way. 49ers had a great running game and a great defense when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Tennessee has a great defense right now. And they, Derrick Henry, with, with, with their running game, they're, they're one of the best running teams in the league. And Ravens the same exact way. Um, and all the success is going to lead the same way when they don't win in the playoffs because their quarterback can't throw the ball. So even if they do make the playoffs, I'm not – you know, Lamar Jackson don't put no fear in my heart. So that's gonna that's how the Ravens season is gonna stop right there. So Yeah, their first seven games before that bye, I think they'll probably go three and four in that stretch because the first two games, Miami and Arizona, their their defense is gonna shut those teams down. So that's gonna <laughs> be a win. But then they get Kansas City, they're gonna get a much improved Browns team who they struggled with some last year. They're gonna get the rival Pittsburgh. Um, that's, so that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be three tough ones in a, in a row. Then they're going. They'll probably beat Cincinnati. And then they're going to Seattle. So I think three and four before the bye is reasonable. After the bye, they get in the wing win. That's probably a loss, depending upon you know how uh, how the Patriots look around that time. Then you got Bengals, Texans, Rams, 49ers, Bills, Jets, Browns. Still, defensive season. All tough games because they're going. They're going to the Rams. They'll probably lose that game. 49ers may lose to the Ravens because they're going to be going from coast to coast. So, But Buffalo's an improved team. Jets are going to be an improved team. Again, Browns are still as rivalry games. And who knows what Texans team shows up. So, you know, I think they can probably go, like I said, anywhere between 6-10 and 8-8. and eight and eight. I, I can't see them get more than eight wins. Mm. Well, let's move on to the Steelers, who were 9-6-1. Uh, it should have. I mean, they could have made the playoffs. Should have made the playoffs. Should have probably, most likely, should have. Um, now, now this team has no bail, no AB. Um, for the first time, the big three is is completely split up. Split up now. Uh, this is my division winner. I I, I go ahead and say that now. I think the defense. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because you know you everybody knows what their weaknesses are when when you look on the outside in like um like you knew Cowboys what weakness was. They didn't have no pass catches. They went and got Mario Cooper. Uh, you had you had uh, you had Minnesota offensive line. They drafted one. They went and signed one um, this this offseason. Same thing with Pittsburgh. What was their weakness? Uh, and that to me, it was the linebacker spot. When Shazir went down, their whole their whole defense identity went down. And I think getting Devin Bush, um, this I think that was the perfect draft pick. Um, I think Devin White's better. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but the, the Vegas odds had Devin Bush winning rookie of the year. That's my rookie of the year. <laughs> so, so the, the, the Devons are going to it'd be one or two. I don't know who's going to win, but it's going to be one or two. Either way, uh, I think Devin Bush replaces Shazir. I think this is exactly what the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers need. I think that the secondary is okay. 
uh, and the pass rush is going to be fine. T.J. Watt coming to his own now. You got uh, you got you got uh, other other guys on that line who who can get the job done. And uh, I I think I think the Steelers team is defensively is going to be right there. There, I mean, last, last year they was rev, roughly in the middle, um, you know, as far as points allowed. But yards allowed, rushing defense, they were they was all pretty much up there at, at the top. So now you add the, the the missing piece, and that's and I think that's Devin Devin Bush. Um, and on the offensive side, Big Ben now now alone, quote unquote, from the big three. But Juju, uh, James Washington, Dante Moncrief, um, I believe in James Conner. I think Jalen Samuels can help him out as well. I think Big Ben is in for an MVP type season. This this is what he has to do. He has to be in MVP form if Pittsburgh has go going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, he hasn't been in Super Bowl since when? Since he won against Green Bay or Arizona. One of those two. Whichever one came last. That's long. Yeah, they, they they lost. They lost to Green Bay. I about to say that's still a long time ago. I think I was in high school, so uh, it's been a while since Pittsburgh. There, I think Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches uh, in the league. So and he's he's a good leader of men. So Pittsburgh's going to be right there. I think they bounce back and make the playoffs as my division winner. Well, first off, I need a thirty for thirty on being A, B, and Bill not winning the <laughs> Super Bowl because they they're not even making it to one. They just go in and just go all the way real with it. They didn't even make it to a Super Bowl, but obviously, for a stretch, the best receiver, best running back in the league, and a legendary future Hall of Fame QB and Big Ben. But for this year, they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty solid. I have them at ten wins. Um, I like what they did on defense. You have Bud Dupree, my rookie of the year, Devin Bush, and you have T.J. Watt. Those are three first round linebackers. I think Dupree came out first round twenty fifteen. I think Watt was twenty seventeen, and Bush this past year. So you have a good linebacking core. They just gave Joe Hayden the extension on uh, his deal. He's still a solid corner. I like their O line with Pouncey and Foster, those guys. So they're gonna be they're gonna get ten wins. And I think last year was just a a mess with everything going on. Bell sitting out, I'm coming back, I'm not coming back. The whole being an A B drama, they were still reeling from Shazier's um catastrophic injury and things like that. And they still had a chance to make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So when you take out all the drama keep pretty much the same roster with some slight improvements. Vance McDonald at tight end, another weapon for you, along with Moncrief and Juju. And we we saw what Connor could do last year. He can be a bell cow back. So I have Pittsburgh penciled in at 10 wins, and uh, they should probably be a – they're going to be a for sure top four seed they win in division, but they should probably be the, the three uh, the three seed because yeah, I think New England probably used to one. And we gotta see. Um, we'll get to it later on how Chiefs and Chargers plays out. But Pittsburgh should definitely be one of the top three teams in the AFC because there's no way Jags, Colts, <laughs> Texans, or damn Tennessee should be a top three seed in the hey, AFC. Nah, you, you read about that one. It's, I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> a good good D line too with Cam Hayward and Stephon to it. So Pittsburgh should be solid on all fronts. Yeah, and and not to mention you, you talk about how this should be a three seed. I mean, you can make an argument for. I mean, you you can. I, I know New England got the easier schedule, but you can make an argument for the one seed, and that's just because of how they're going to end the season. And at Cincinnati, Cleveland, at Arizona, Buffalo Jets, and Baltimore. Yes, yes, you know you got you got the Buffalo defense and the Jets up and coming, and Cleveland and Baltimore. But you know if you if you're talking about if you want to win a Super Bowl, 
the, the, the stretch, you know, with having Arizona in there and uh, Cincinnati, you need to go, I mean, four and two, five and one. But if you, if you can go five and one, six and no oh in this stretch, when you, if you can beat Boston and beat Cleveland, you know, uh, you know, th- and I don't really see a trap game because even, even going to Cleveland to Arizona, I, I, Pittsburgh can bring that B game and beat Arizona. Um, and then they go back across to play Buffalo. As long, as long as it's not snowing and there's no you know crazy weather delay, you know what I'm saying? Something like that where you're going back across the country. Then I don't see I don't see a trap game collapse. They have a trap game with Oakland, and that put them out the playoffs, uh, losing to them. So disgusting, right? Exactly. So I don't think I don't think Arizona is going to be a trap game. I, I don't I don't see that in the future. And going to Jets, that's not that's up the road. So it's not like it's not like it's a crazy home, this home uh, disadvantage. So. And then you get Baltimore at home, so I, I think Pittsburgh's schedule favors them to to can, can finally can, can probably get that home court uh, home court home field advantage, uh, whether that's one or two seed. But you know, hopefully, hopefully they will they want they need to they need to win week one because that's going to bite them in the butt if it comes down to the end where Pages got the you know one game up with them or have the same record and Pages beat them. Week but one. it's always how it goes though. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I know exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like they need to win that game. They have they need to go, start off one and zero. Because of that fact that when you know it's gonna come down between y'all two like it always does, and you would rather have you would rather have Tom Brady come to you versus you go to Tom Brady. So uh, and Belichick. So it, you know. So and if I think Big Ben have an MVP season, I'm talking. I think I think Pittsburgh can come out twelve and four, uh, and battle New England for that one seed. Um, is, is how I see it unfolding. The only reason I didn't put them higher than ten wins is because they start the season off rough. <laughs> New England. They'll get Seattle at home, but Seattle just got clowny, um, still have Russ, and they're kind of similarly built teams, so it's going to be a grinded-out fight. And they got to go West Coast against 49ers, and they got to go West Coast again week six before their bye against Chargers. So that three of those games could be losses. And even Baltimore, I don't believe in Lamar, but you know, even that Baltimore game could be a loss. So they have, out of their first six, five of them are – you know, I wouldn't know who to pick in those, especially not in September when teams are still trying to figure out who the hell they are. Right. I mean, I was gonna say that I think I don't think they're gonna sweep the Baltimore Ravens. Um, no, they never do. They never do. So they, they 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 won't do that. And week one is gonna determine whether they are twelve win or eleven win team. If they can somehow beat if they can beat Patriots, then I think the confidence is gonna keep keep it going and beat Seattle as well. So. But they lose to New England. They must. <laughs> they must be Seattle. That's a, that's a must. It's low key, Seattle's a must win um, in, in week two, which which is crazy to say that that early. But yet you, you kind of never want to start over two, especially when you have two good teams in your division other than yourself. Uh, going over two is never is never never the case for for you no know, because it's going to be hard to recover because especially when you haven't played neither one of them yet. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can understand why you why you have them like that. Uh, I, I just I just think Big Ben in for a big season, and it's crazy because when we draft in fantasy, nobody want to draft Big Ben. <laughs> yet, yet yet he was a top three finish last year. So yeah, he always, he always he always be sorry on the road, man. Like on the road, like his <laughs> his home road splits are terrible. Who who does Pittsburgh have on the road this season? They uh when so they go on the road, they go on the road to New England, on the road to the Forty ers Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Cardinals, Jets, and Ravens. So outside, I mean, outside of the Ravens, Browns, and the Patriots, I mean, hey, Chargers too, man. Okay, Chargers too. Okay, I, yeah, they they, they going to the Chargers. So Even Forty Nineers could be sneaking, man. Forty Nineers, it could be like it could like be it's, it's in September, so it may not be as bad then. But 
if it was late on in the season when the four announcers kind of got in the form, I'd be a little more nervous about it. Yeah, and like I say, it's 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 a good thing that they have Arizona late in the season instead of four announcers because they because that that would have been a trap game. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you you don't want Seattle to four announcers on the back end. Charlie, you want you want the easier teams like Bengals and Cardinals. Yeah, exactly. Even and, Dolphins after you buy teams like that. And you know, at Cardinals, you know, can't be a trap game. They're going over sixteen. Exactly. Um, so let's go to the uh, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Chill there, man. <laughs> let's go to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, seven, eight, and one. Um, Freddie Kitchens is taking over um, fully as a head coach. This Browns team went from you know the worst, the worst to to third, and everybody everybody had had their eyes on them this offseason. season. That's with addition of uh, Olivia Vernon, uh, adding Odell Beckham. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield getting another season in. They got Kareem Hunt, who's on suspension, but he will be back. You're talking about a team that's everybody, you know, eyes on them type. And, and to me, it's to me, I know we got different opinions here, but to me, I think they're they're, they're a little overhyped. Um, and, and that's just to the extent where, where all of a sudden, you know, in two seasons, we're saying that they can win this. You know, I, I've heard I've heard analysts say it, <laughs> they can go to the Super Bowl. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of thinking like two years ago, y'all was laughing at these guys. And, you know, so not you, even two years ago, laughing last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the, the final season start off, um, being a hard, being a hard knocks team as well. So you, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Now they got rid of Jabir Peppers, but they brought in the match Randall. Um, you know, you, you, you got, you got my boy Greedy Williams. He fell in the draft. Uh, pair him alongside Denzel Ward, so that's two 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 colleges that that claim their DBU, and you got both of them, so that's pretty good. Um, I think Miles Garrett is a monster. I, I you know I think him and you put Vernon as your number two pass rusher, that's amazing. Uh, they brought in Sheldon Richardson for the low, so they they do have they do have the players and they do have the stars. Um, it it just it just you know it's just kind of crazy you know how how we go from we go from man the Browns are the worst team ever. Blah blah blah. To now that they're, you know, they're a top team in the AFC. Um, and to me, I don't see it this year. I, um, you, you got the Ravens pulling back. I think the Ravens pull back, but just right in front of the Browns. Um, and I, th- you know, maybe maybe the team could, maybe this division can get three teams in the playoffs. Um, depending on how how it all shakes out. I mean, but uh, I think the, I think the Browns are maybe one year away from actually being. Um, a powerhouse. Uh, I think Baker. I think Baker. Baker could get it done, but what I don't trust is the coach. I don't think Freddie Kitchens. Um, Freddie Kitchens is good enough to you know to over to over, to out coach guys like John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick of the world, even Bill O'Brien, who I don't even like. Uh, you know, guys like that. And I don't. You know, and I just don't see. I don't see the Browns stack up. Then the, the, the Browns get um, Steve Wilkes as well. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a defensive coordinator from the Arizona Cardinals last season. So, you know, neither one of them scare me. Uh, even when Steve Wilson's in Carolina, you can't even put that on him because you know Ron Rivera is the defensive line the coach. So, I don't. Really, I think the coaching, the I, I, the players are going to be good. Can can the coaches out coach other teams? I don't think. I don't think uh, Steve Wilson can out coach anybody on offense, and I don't think Freddie Kitchens can out coach anybody on the defensive side. But Maybe have well, well, we'll see his defense though. What do you say? I said Steve Wilkes his defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I, I, I don't think anybody. I don't think Steve Wilkes can out coach anybody on off like like the off Oh court. yeah, oh yeah, I got, you, yeah. I got you. Um, and I, I don't. And same thing for Freddie Kitchens. And 
you know, maybe just because you had the stars like Garrett and you had Baker and you had OBJ, maybe the players were outweigh the coaches. Maybe you know, maybe that's the case this this time. But I mean, when it, when it all come down to it, I think I think the Browns just falls just short of the playoffs. But next year, talk to me then. Yeah, that's my stance. I feel like even with all the question marks about front office or coaching staff, I think it's just too much talent for it to not work. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed new episodes available now subscribe to the perfect scam podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts um baker mayfield he's going in the right direction good rookie year i know people say he set the touchdown record but he was throwing the ball so much he had to sit (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah baker's gonna be good um the receiving core odell and landry I know a lot of stuff is going around with Odell still taking shots at New York media and all that kind of stuff. I think once he kind of gets in that offense and they start winning some games, he'll kind of back off of that. But I, I think he's still just kind of mad at the fact that I was in big New York and now I'm in Cleveland. Well, you know, because Cleveland, because amongst bigger cities, they're considered a small city. So I think Terrible he's kind of still, yeah, I, I think he's still kind of <laughs> bitter about that, you know. But I think they have so much talent at so many different positions. Anything less than nine wins just won't be acceptable. And they should be fighting for a playoff spot all the way down to the end of the season when they get um they get Baltimore. So, you know, I know you have Baltimore possibly making it. So that week sixteen against Baltimore and week seventeen against the Bengals, those could be the two games that determine whether they get in or not. I have Browns at ten and six, but I think Pittsburgh has them with the tiebreakers. So Pittsburgh is my division winner, and I have Browns making it as a six seed in the wild card. See now, you know what's 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 the bullcrap about the Browns is their week seventeen game is going to be against the going to be against the uh, Bengals. The Bengals, yeah. <laughs> so so if it comes down to one game, and the Ravens and come down to one game, they got to play the Steelers. You know that's kind of you know that's kind of fair, but that happens when you have three good teams and one bad team. Um, I would say the same thing for the for the NFC North. Um, Possibly the NFC West, they come down to as well. Uh, when you when you had we had three good teams and, and one bad one. Um, but yeah, I mean, but only thing about the Browns though, they start off a little shaky because you know they got the Titans defensively is going to be stout, but Mariota is terrible. Um, depending on how the Jets play, Browns could start off two and zero, or they could be one and one. Just it kind of depends. But that Rams, Ravens, 49ers, Seahawks, bye week, Patriots, and Broncos on the road. They got to survive that gauntlet right there. They got to survive that, but after that, it'll be kind of smooth sailing outside of the Pittsburgh and Baltimore matchup. Yeah, uh, I have Browns eight and eight, um, possibly nine and seven. And if it's nine and seven, I said the Ravens probably nine and seven. Maybe maybe the Ravens get the tiebreaker. Is why is why is why I'm leaning right now. Um, but you know, like I said, my my my, you know, I know the offense is going to be great. Um, I know that um, the defense, though, and you know, I, we talked we talked about it before. I'm just not a big fan of the defense because we, we talked about it on our last show in the AFC East, talking about Greg Williams and how, you know, his defense is always create turnovers everywhere he's been. They create turnovers, create turnovers. And that's what that's why the Browns had the ball so much last year um, on offense when, when it did because the defense was able to 
to create a turnover at timely time, you know, at, at the right time for them to put themselves in good positions to be seven, eight, and one. Um, you know, and this defense points allowed twenty first, yards allowed it was thirtieth. You know, they they they're worse a uh, rush defense than they are pass defense. You, you add greedy, you add there's Randall for that. Um, Sacks, you was pretty much toward it back, you know, twenty third and that. So you add Vernon with with Miles Garrett to free up him up some more, and you add Shutter Richardson, who's a good run stopper. So you did make the strides. So I mean, I would I would appreciate the GM and John Dorsey but making the strides to fix the defense. But I don't think you go from I don't think you go from the the one of the one of the worst defenses to a, a top ten. Um, now, you know, so like uh, guy like the Bears, they was already on the come up. You know, uh, with all the guys they had with uh, before they got Khalil Mack, they added Khalil Mack, added Rokon Smith, and then boom, they're the best defense in the league. But you know, to me, the Browns are not going to do that. And if they do, they'll make the playoffs. If they don't, I think that's what's going to hold them back at the end of the day. I don't think Baker, B- Baker being young, or or the Beckham first year in the system, or maybe Chubb versus Kareem Hunt. I don't think I don't think none of that would be an issue. I think it's going to be the defense and whether. And whether this defense can can be a middle of the pack, if they be middle of the pack, that's what they have to reach for. And you know, when you're twenty eighth and rushing twenty five against the pass, you know, it's kind of you know, I'm I'm a little hesitant toward it. And that's my you know, that's my biggest spill on the Browns. But this is why I know, like I said, we we would disagree on it. But this is why I had them in the playoffs last year. They started Tyrod Taylor. They finished opening week game one in a tie with Pittsburgh twenty one twenty one. So that was a winnable game. They went and played the highly touted Saints last year in New Orleans, and they lost that one 18-21, which was a very winnable game. A few boneheaded plays and turnovers kind of cost them that one. Um, they went and beat the Jets. Baker stepped in, finished that game for them. And then they went and played Oakland, a terrible team from last year. Lost that in overtime in a shootout, 45-42. So another winnable game. And they played Baltimore in OT. They won 12-9. So they, they game could have went either way as well. And then they lost to Tampa Bay. Like, you can't lose to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was terrible last year. Um, so, so games like that, I feel like they have more talent now to kind of overcome those. And even at the end of last year, they, they um, lost to Baltimore 24 to 26. So, I think just games like that with having a little more talent, Baker having that one more year of experience, those are the kind of games that they can actually get over the hump and win. So, that's why I have that seven wins turned into ten wins. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm still. I don't think the Browns' defense will be able to stop the Ravens' offense, and that's bad to say when the Ravens can't pass the ball. I think I, I think I think the Ravens going to sweep the, the Browns. Now, now I think the Browns can make up for it when when you when you play somebody that you probably shouldn't win. Like how, you, how you said the loss to the Bucks, lose to the Raiders, but you know t- turn turn around, beat the Falcons, who last year was struggling, but still they beat the Falcons. Uh, and, and and this year, you know, lose the Ravens twice, but then who knows? They probably can catch the Steelers twice. You know, it, 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 it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, ifs and ends about them. And um, I'm just going I'm going to be I'm going to wait and see. I guess you could say um, I'll be linked to this party if, if that's the you know if that's what happens. Um, I, but like I say, I, I think the offense is going to be fine. I, I I believe in the offense. I just don't I just don't think the coaching staff and the defense are going to get it together enough to win. Um, but I, I do see your point about that, though. Yeah, then, of course, we use our formula of teams not making it back. I just can't see Ravens making it back because we already have – we know for sure Patriots are making it back. And I think Chiefs make it back. 
So there's two teams, and if I had to pick a third team to make it back, we'll talk about them later on. But I would bet on Chargers over anybody else of who made it last year. Um, even though we already talked about the other division, Texans and teams like that, Texans made some moves, so they could be one of the teams that make it back. Um, but we kind of gave our reason why we think Jets could be one of those teams too. So I think Browns are going to be one of those teams that replaces a team from last year. Um, so I think Steelers and Browns both get in. All right, let's move on to the last team in this division, the Cincinnati Bengals. Anyway, six and ten last year, they're bringing in a new coach. They finally got uh, Marvel Lewis out of here. Uh, Zach Taylor, another another Sean McVay disciple. I mean, he. I mean, I don't know how much impact he had on the offense last season. McVay called all the plays. Uh, he was a quarterback's coach. Then went to the to, when he went to um, I was calling it once Matt Lafleur left, but I don't know how much um, how much installment he has. But he gets his own team. He got his quarterback in the Dalton. He got some good pieces on offense, so he should he got something to work with. And they're they're, they're doing a flip. There was you know they they had defensive guy last year, and they was what <laughs> almost dead last and everything. Um, you know so the the, def- the defense is just not. It they they have nobody on the defense who I'm scared of. I don't even, I can't even name I can only name maybe two players on the defense in total. Um, but the offense Carlos Dunlap, Carlos Dunlap in the, the corner, Kirkpatrick. Right, Kirkpatrick. That's, 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 that's the only two I can name. Um, but but uh, you know Bursate left, and you got a lot of young guys. I mean, old guys got got up out of there. But the Bengals on the offensive side, this is this is what I want to see. Um, is is the is the improvement of that side? So I want to see can, I mean, you're not going to be Sean McVay, so it's going to get that away. Can't, but can you be? Can you put guys in the right position to be open? Because that's what Sean McVay does, or Kyle Shanahan does. They get guys open during their their play calling. So can they? Can they have a lot of opportunity for uh, Tyler Boyd, um, John Ross, who may or may not pop eventually? Maybe we'll see. Uh, the offensive line, man, they took so much beating this offseason. I think they lost like three starters. Jonah Williams, who you know, uh, you you and I thought he was going a little higher than he did, and he failed. Yeah. Um, but he tore he tore I think Achilles or something. It was knee or something, something bad, and he he's done for the season. So, you know that that, that kind of hurt 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 the development. And they had guys to protect and Dalton, and that's what I'm scared of this season. AJ Green won't be back for a while. He's still in the walking boot. It's just man, it's just. I think it's going to be a mess, but he does have the pieces. If, if everything comes together and all, all of the line can get together, not this year, but next year, then I can see him, him, you know, him making an impact. But I do want to see him improve this, this team. They're pretty much in the twenties of every offensive category. Um, can he get them up? Can he get them um, to, to be relevant in any kind of sense of offense? Um, Cause the defense is going to be atrocious. I think this is going to be one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, and you you already know what I say. This team this team gonna be one to fifteen, so they're gonna beat the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, this is gonna be a weird year for Cincinnati, man. Um again, like we said about Cleveland, this isn't the best amongst the bigger cities in the United States. This isn't one of those cities you just think of, like, I gotta go to Cincinnati. Um, but Zach Taylor took the coaching job and he's gonna have a lot of work in front of him. The schedule <laughs> <laughs> the schedule is brutal. Um, I'm not sure what direction they're going in with anything because defensively, you already said it, they were terrible. And then offensively, I'm probably one of the only – I won't even say I'm a fan. I just 
I just don't like how people just be saying Andy Dawson sorry, man. Like <laughs> Andy Dawson is a capable QB when you put the necessary tools around him. Like his first five his first five years as a starter, nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, ten, five and one, ten and three. So when you give him healthy AJ Green, healthy Tyler Eifert, Gio Bernard, and you know, Vontes Burfick and Pac-Man Jones and you have Eric Whitworth on the offensive line. When you give him certain things to work with, and this is with Marvin Lewis as the defensive head coach, and this is with getting different old coordinators throughout the years, when you give him certain weapons, certain things, Andy Dalton can make it work. Now, he does have A.J. Green still, who's kind of aging and body breaking down, but you have an emerging Tyler Boyd. You have a speedster in John Ross who, like you said, Hopefully he can get it together and pop and don't be one of those Laquan Treadwell, Josh Dotson guys that was a first round pick and get cut. <laughs> um, so things like that, you know, when you put certain things around Andy Dalton, he can be successful. But the last three years with all the departures, six and nine, seven and nine, then five and six because he got hurt, you know, it makes him look not the best. And then I think his deal is out of guaranteed money, so they could decide to move on. And they did draft a QB in the draft, you know, in the most recent draft. So who knows what direction they're going in with anything. All I know for sure is they have another guy like Joe Mixon and they have Tyler Boyd. That's all I know. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what direction they're going in with anything. <laughs> so I can't say they're gonna be a Five, six win team. I can't say they're going to be an 0 or 16 team. I can't say what direction they're going in. Schedule is brutal. Their first eight games are all losable games because they don't have the talent to compete with Seattle, the 49ers, the Bills, Steelers. They could beat the Cardinals, but who knows? The Cardinals defense is pretty solid. And if Kyler Murray goes crazy that game, so does DJ. They can lose that game. Baltimore Jacks, two of the more stout defenses in the league, and then they go into the Rams. So they could be 0 and 8. Which is terrible. That <laughs> you you get going to your bye zero and eight, and they play the Rams in London. So you know those are all losable games. Then you come out from your bye, you're gonna get Baltimore again and go to Oakland. I I don't know, man. This could this is like a two <laughs> two win three win season. Go ahead and say it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, 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 man, it's gonna probably be a two or three win season, man. I can I can see them maybe stealing. Uh, against the Dolphins, they can probably steal against the Raiders, and they can probably steal against the Cardinals. Uh, if they catch Buffalo slipping week three, they can probably steal that. But man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough year in Cincinnati. They when they're winning, they don't sell the stadium outside. No, they're gonna be losing. They're not selling the Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> hey, it's time it's, it's time to get the paper bags back back out <laughs> like back in the day. Yeah, this good. Them or Arizona gonna have the first pick in the draft. We also uh, forgot to mention uh, Geno Atkins. He's still there, uh, and Sam Herbert from Ohio State. He's a pass rusher. I, I do know them too. So on defense, but um, that defense not good. I, they 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 brought over Corey Glenn. Like, I don't remember what they uh, they trade back in the draft uh, for Bills to come up and get. I think they, I think that's when Bills got Josh Allen. They got Corey Glenn, but I think their their backup guard. Who you know they're like this their swing guard or whatever like and play mm-hmm. both he he's he's out for the season John Jerry, um, Billy Price who they drafted uh, I think first overall uh, last year I, I, th- I think I think he's struggling or he's not even starting it right now and that's a high draft capital for a guy who's not playing and like I said he lost Jonah Williams and his injury is actually a shoulder injury uh, I wanted to, wanted to clear that up but 
still, I mean, yeah, you said it. Now maybe, they probably could beat Miami now, so I would give them two. But hey, we could we can make. Hey, I think we, me and you can pull our money together and bet the under, and we will we could win a, a pretty sizable amount of money because uh, it's actually a, a pretty good game um, for for the under. So. You know, what, I, what, what's the Vegas odds on them? Uh, it's five and a half for under. Um, and I think it was a, it was like a plus, maybe it was probably like a plus one twenty something. But it's not that much. But uh, I think I think it's a guaranteed win. I don't think they get five wins. I don't think they get three wins. So yeah, uh, I, I think they can get three, and that's probably it. Yeah. I mean, so if I got five to to, to use, it, I think I'm pretty safe in that regard. Um, especially especially a new a new schedule coach. is brutal. The yeah. schedule is brutal. I mean, yeah. they're, they're bringing in everything new. Uh, Zach Taylor, head coach. Brian Callahan as the old coordinator. Um, I mean, they're bringing in everything new. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you can even say they probably went 6-10 because they had Marvin Lewis. Like, he probably, you know what I'm saying? He probably holding that holding the franchise together even though they were sorry, you know. So, they probably they probably was three wins last year. It just they had, they had an experienced guy who can get guys to play for it. And I don't know how Zach Taylor, he's pretty young. I don't know. You know what's the respect around in the in the locker room, but you know Geno Atkins, who they need to get him out of there. He he, he needed he needed he needed to ask for a trade and release so he can he can, he can go win because he he went his he was his career up there, uh, Cincinnati. But who knows? I, I don't know. Uh, I I don't think this Bengals team is going to be any good this season. But I'm going to be I'm going to tell Bengals fans that they need to be patient though. I think Zach Taylor can do something. Um, you know whether that's move on from Dalton or resign him and go. Had his, I mean, he's what thirty something probably now, um, thirty thirty one. Uh, and Dalton, yeah, he's, yeah. he's thirty one. So I, my thing was, you already knew, you already know, I said before, that's trade AJ Green, uh, and I, I said it before he got hurt, and then he get hurt, so you can't trade him. But I think they should have traded him, get him out of here, and, and and you know start fresh, and then you you keep Andy Dalton, your quarterback, and then when you at the bottom of this draft, like they're gonna be anyway, that's when, that's when you go get Jaron Judy. Um, you go get maybe a T Higgins from Clemson. You get a you get another receiver because obviously your John Ross pick probably not going to pan out. Um, and you know whether he, whether he makes it or not, his well, his draft capital is not going to be what the Bengals needed to be. And his top is a top ten pick, and he's not playing like that. So, uh, it, but it did take Tyler Boyd three years, two or three years to get right. So I'm gonna let John Ross. I'm gonna give benefit of the doubt. Maybe this is the year he can stay healthy, um, and then he can maybe pop, pop especially without AJ Green. But you know. I'm saying be patient with this right here. And I, I think keep Dalton and don't draft a quarterback. Um, but you know, Zach Taylor is going to try to go get this guy. And who knows that, that the whole Cliff Cleansbury thing, if that, if that works, like getting, getting his guy, maybe, maybe if Calibre, they show that that's the guy he wanted and he got that. Uh, maybe Zach Taylor can put that to the ownership. Hey, this is my guy. Let's move on from Dalton. And maybe that's what they, what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Boy, he, he didn't even finish the season. He played 14 games last year and caught 76, you know, 76 catches, thousand yards, and seven TDs. So that wasn't a bad, uh, a bad breakout year. Yeah. So and John Ross, I mean, he he got the opportunity now. No AJ Green on the field. Yeah, he has the speed, and he should get more than enough opportunity. Like you said, no AJ, and who knows if Eifert can hang in there, man. <laughs> man. Man, that dude, he's been banged up a lot. I, I feel bad for him. Honestly. I remember not even be the starting title. They might just let Uzama be the starting Uzama, yeah. yeah. <laughs> might as well. But Bengals and Bengals fans, country Wayne always say, hold on, help is on the way. <laughs> um, breakout, I mean, no, it's going to go to our awards. So, uh, MVP of this uh, division. I'm going to go Big Ben. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think I think this this is the year, man, he, he's – 
he he's already a Hall of Famer. We already know this already. Um, but can he can he be like can he be separate from his counterparts? And that's and, and I'm talking about the old heads of the world: Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Eli, and Phillip Rivers. Um, I think he's the only one who who game hasn't started going down yet. Um, uh, you know, in this this so far. Um, no, wait, I'm, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield. I'm about to say if he, if he having playoffs, he got the MVP because he, he. Yeah, got, I'm, I'm gonna go. Know, I'm gonna go Baker. Uh, coach of the year. Mike Tomlin. I mean, because all the stuff over his head, like he got a, a one year extension. Like that is crazy. Like this dude is <laughs> a top five, top six coach in the league. I think. Tomlin, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton. Like, I think those guys are the elites of the elites doing it right now. Andy Reid, I can't leave my guy out. I think those are like the elites of the elites doing it right now. And oh, Tomlin, man. he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I mean, right. people kind of people kind of give him that. Oh, he's a great motivator type of guy, but he knows schemes too. I'm about to say, yeah, he 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 defensive out and that defense still still in the ranks. Like without having Shazier there, it's still pretty good. Um. My coach of the year, I mean, you, you said those elite, elite names. I'm just going to say the guy who's right on the outside looking in, John Harbaugh. I think I think with – because I'm thinking with the, the offense that he has, that he has to run, you know, that, I think it's pretty impressive to still win games with this, with, with this, with this schedule to, to have a guy who can't really, you know, they have to show me that he can throw the ball without the weapons. Uh, and, 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 and the offense, he's offensive minded guy, but he's more of the – you know, more of a captain, more than you know, a side of the ball. But if, if if this offense can stay, you know, can can be relevant, top, I would say, you know, overall, I want them to be a top ten. If they top ten overall, then you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I, I that's why I lean more to John Harbaugh and give it to him. That's uh, my coach, uh, defensive player of the year. I don't want to say he's the defensive player of the year, but he's going to be my defensive rookie yeah, of the I'm, year. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go yeah. Devin Bush. Devin Bush, I like that one. Um, I'm gonna actually go. Who do I want to go? I, oh, all right, that's easy. Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett is gonna put himself into the uh, player of the uh, defense player of the year category as well, not just the, for this division. I think that if if the Browns defense is going to to lead to to take a 180 flip, I think he's gonna be the guy. He's, he's gonna be the guy leading it. And uh, you talk about maybe a high, very high sack total. The Brown Browns wasn't good at sacks last year, ranked 23rd. So. If they're ranked high, it's going to be because of him. Um, so I'm yeah. going to go Miles Garrett. I like that. I'll think about him as well. Um, breakout player of the year. I want to say Njoku, but with Odell and Landry getting most of the targets, I can't say him. So, And I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. I want, even though I want to say Hollywood Brown, I can't do it. I'm going <laughs> to just, just take the dart throw, man. I'm going to go John Ross to be healthy and get about 700 receiving yards this year. I got you. I like that one. Um, I'm actually go James Washington, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the reason being is because you know everybody always says uh, you know Pittsburgh is what NFL NFL receiver category like the where, where they breed him at because he went from Hans Ward and Antoine Randall, and they they kind of got moved out. You still had a Mike Wallace. He got moved out. Then who was uh, Pesco Birds? I remember him him being there. They had, had so many guys: um, Antoine Randall, Santonio, Santonio Holmes. Holmes. I'm about to say him. Then you got uh, Antonio Brown came out of nowhere, six round pick. Uh, then all of a sudden, boom, they get Juju out of nowhere. And uh, I think I think James Washington. He was drafted what second, third round last season. And he had he was overweight. Um, he was more of a running back last year, as far as size wise, and he lost a lot of weight this year. 
Um, I think that's going to help us tremendously. And now that all those targets are gone, we're talking about uh, make them dance, Vance McDonald. Yeah, somebody got to catch the ball. They, they brought over Moncrief as well, but I think James Washington could be, you know, ha- having having Big Ben as his quarterback. I think he can he can shoot up really really quick. And I think this is this is the year he's going to break out, take all them because I think Tony Brown gave up like hundred and sixty plus targets last year, so they got to go somewhere. Yeah, I, I think it's going to probably be Moncrief more so than him. Like I, th- I think he's going to pop two years from now, but I think Moncrief is more like the immediate solution because last time he had a. A decent QB, you know, he had Andrew Luck, I think, 2015. He caught, you know, like six touchdowns, seven touchdowns that year. And this past year in Jacksonville, he only had three touchdowns, but he had like 600 yards. And that's not bad when you got freaking Blake Bortles throwing you the ball. <laughs> so now you're going to a, a Hall of Fame QB, more elite offense that's going to try to push the ball some. He could be in, he could be in store for a big season. But I'm not knocking your pick, but, you know, either one of those guys could break out and it's still offense. Uh, bold prediction of the year uh, for, for, for the division, should I say? Oh, man. Well, I, if if Browns being in the playoffs isn't bold enough, uh, <laughs> I would just say Nick Chubb is going to be a top eight rusher in the league. Uh, let's see. If I had to make one. Mm, bold prediction. Right. Whew. Because a bold prediction, because I don't believe in him. So I it, it, can, can I do a bold prediction for somebody I don't believe in? Like, the reason why I said Nick Chubb can be top eight, because I know Kareem Hunt comes back at a certain it point. So, spot, so, yeah. so that, that's going to take some of, his, some of his workload. And then with Baker throwing the ball so much to Odell, Njoku, Landry, it's going to be hard to finish as a top eight rusher when you have Bell, DJ, Gurley, freaking um, Connor, and somebody got Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, Saquon. <laughs> so I it's for, 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 yeah. for Ned, Dalvin Cook. So like it's finishing finishing top eight, that's a I think that's pretty bold. Um I would I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the script and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lamar Jackson uh throw throws for throws for uh four thousand yards. Oh no. That's bold right there, boy. You talking about bold <laughs> man, no nah. you talking about bold, man. That's bold right there. That's bold right there. Hey, cause look, think about it. If if you say they a pull back candidate, that means what? They're gonna be in losing. Be losing games. <laughs> hey, so pad pad those stats, man. <laughs> that's you know that that's that'd be a, a good a good bold prediction right there. If you if you losing, can't run the ball forever. Shoot, um, man. He he started seven games <laughs> and only had twelve hundred. Even even if you even if you double that, but he didn't even have <laughs> Hey, I'm going I'm going with the extreme on this one, man. That's. I'm going to the extreme end. Lamar Jackson, four thousand passing yards. You know, that's and you, and you, and you can change that, man. Just say twenty passing touchdowns or so, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, okay, there, fine. There's no way. I, I got you. I got you. I got, I got you. All right, three thousand passing yards and twenty passing touchdowns. Because man, he only completed fifty percent of his passes and threw for twelve hundred yards. Like, and like that's exactly twelve hundred. Like the stats say. One thousand two hundred one yards, <laughs> and he started seven games. Like that was started, man. And oh like, man, That's so man. I don't know, man. He only had six, six passing TDs, three INTs, man. My dad's gonna be slinging that thing this year, man. Man, he gonna be as long as he ain't Mariota level. I'm good, man. Cause, man terrible. <laughs> he ain't lying about that one. 
Uh, that's the AFC North. We have one more for you, and that's the AFC West. We're going to get that out to you as uh, soon as possible. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, man? <laughs> no, nah, that's it. You, man, you wild, man. First you said the Bengals going to be top of the draft, 1-15, and he said Lamar. Woo, <laughs> Hey, Cincinnati terrible, and Lamar Jackson is, too. Appreciate it, Rashad. We out. <laughs>